Shall we begin? You are listening to Slice Radio, helping you slice through the noise and to better connect with the people most important to your business. Slice Radio is made possible by Simple Mind Inc., a consultancy that makes the value of complex businesses crystal clear. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Michael Taylor. Good morning and welcome back to Slice Radio. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Michael Taylor. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. All right. This is episode five, Chunking the Hard Stuff, Simplifying the Complex. Very, very important. But before we go there, Michael, remind the audience about why Slice Radio is so important. Well, I've found after 20 years of going in and out of B2B businesses that the biggest cost of those businesses is confusion, especially if they have complex services. So we're here to help reverse that. If the communication isn't great, the effort to sell things and to communicate and the effort just to make revenue happen, the things you want a business happen, become very costly. So our job is here is to give you tools and advice to help reverse that. Outstanding. Well, oh, you're deep into the series now. I'm getting a lot of great feedback. I suspect you are as well. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun, but I'm getting a lot of good feedback. A lot of people are really getting value out of it. So uh, uh, let's keep awesome. on going. So today we're talking about chunking the hard stuff. And that's something we dove into in episode one, where the brain is a lazy piece of meat. Remind the audience about why chunking is so is so vital. Well, you know, we've kind of hammered home and, and it's worth repeating that the brain can only absorb so much. And because the brain can only absorb so much, it's really better to think outside in what the brain can absorb when we're preparing things. Because the amount of complexity and information that we generally communicate now has increased 50, 100 fold. So because of that, we need to talk about it. And one of the things we need to talk about is how to chunk things. And we talked about the brain wanting to cluster things around relatively few meaningful things. And we said that three to five is about as much as a human being can absorb at one time. So if we have 500 points that need to be made, and often we do, software launches, change management, you know, think of the things that have 150 things to talk about. We need to chunk them out in the way the brain can understand. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about some of the frameworks and how to do just that. But I mean, when your communication is complex in its own right, coupled with the fact that there's so much noise out in the world as it is, and it's only getting more pervasive, this becomes even more important. Oh, it does. It does. As a matter of fact, it's refreshing when somebody has especially something complex and they speak to you in a simple way or they chunk it out in a way you can understand, it's almost like it's refreshing because it's relatively rare, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Sadly, it is very, very rare. And that's thus why it stands out when it's chunked and organized clearly. So let's get into some of these frameworks. You lead off with mind mapping. Which I, if, if I know you well enough, uh, you're in your happy place when you're mind mapping. <laughs> yeah. But walk us through why that's such a critical uh, tool to chunk the hard stuff. You know, I noticed when I sent you a pile of pictures to use, you used the old grainy one with me <laughs> doing mind mapping on the wall. And I think somebody shot that with like a trio phone. Remember those? So anyways, <laughs> no, thank you actually. for using that grainy shot. Oh, but yeah. it is true. It is my happy place because it's a place to get a lot of things done. And mind mapping is so simple. And the reason it's so simple is because it's a way of expressing on a wall or a whiteboard. And in my agency, I all of my walls were whiteboards because we got tired of running out of whiteboards. So we did that. The value of it is to lay out all of your thinking and all of your thoughts the way they come. 
All right. So you vomit everything under the wall. You pretty much vomit everything on the wall. You just, all the synapses you want to fire about your communications come out, and that's where you just let it go, and you go wide, and you put a lot on the wall. So when you do that, then you apply mind mapping, which is, okay, we just threw up on the wall. We got your, I don't know, 287 things. Now we're writing on the fluorescent lights above, right, (laughs) to get it all down. But that's a great thing, because then you can step back and go, okay, we have a lot to talk about here. Because remember, we're trying to chunk this stuff, right? We're chunking the stuff. And the only way to chunk it, So right, how does vomiting on the wall lead to chunking? It leads to chunking because you can start to have, you can start to find connections and affinity, uh, okay. right? So if you say, what are, the, what are some things that belong together? And a lot of times we'll do it with post-it notes so we can move them around, create islands and balls, right? So if we have three, we're done, right? Mm-hmm. We, we already know. We're talking about the change management of that technology. We're talking about the operational efficiency of that technology. And we're talking about the marketing, right? Whatever it might be. So you find islands of affinity, and those are chunks. And then you have them. Then from there, you can start mind mapping, which is, okay, now you have these three to five chunks that are critical and important. You also see how they interrelate. Because when you have things thrown up on the wall, you can make a lot of connections you wouldn't make. Then you can mind map and start. uh, It's really simple, drawing circles and sticks. You basically draw a circle to the three chunks, and then you draw lines and other circles of thoughts surrounding it in your communication. And you use the throw up on the wall, excuse the term, as the grist for collecting those things. But I think, am I correct that through that process, when you start grouping things or chunking things to use our vernacular, you're ultimately going to have a lot of stuff that doesn't fit. You're going to have a lot of stuff. Isn't that, that part of the magic of this thing? That is just as important as what stays, is what you vote off the island. Mm. And, you know, there are different ways to do it, but one of them is just to have some simple criteria that you all agree with. You know, <laughs> it makes the most money. It costs the least amount. It's something we already have. It reuses, re, you know, if you do that, say have four or five criteria, you can look at the, all that stuff and you'll end up pulling a lot of it off the wall very easy automatically, right? Which is, I just want to emphasize, it's a critical part of this exercise. It's a critical part. And then what's left is real meaty, right? They, it meets the criteria, but maybe you still have too much. All right. So that's where you're going to could get pretty simple. And in a facilitation with not a lot of time, we just vote it. <laughs> well, just I mean, I, I'm thinking of a, to use the metaphor of voting off the island. And once you've cleared that, all that stuff off, then you start over almost and can, can do another round of, right. of editing through what's left on that mind map. That's right. All right. So you're looking at it. It's very meaty. It meets the criteria, but you're probably not done yet. Right. And you may even go through another session because what I found is when you do that process and you have it on the wall and then you organize it, it often leads to some other smarter thinking that happens. So some of the connections that happen are new ideas that are kind of hybrid. And so, yeah, sometimes you go through the, a mini cycle or two of that, and then you've done what, you know, I, I'm from Texas, I can't help it, I call them things, boil down. You've done a boil down, right? And it's very effective and well, easy. Yep. So mind mapping, a critically important tool in helping uh, chunk the hard stuff up. But speaking of boil down, there's another framework that you have successfully utilized in your work, which you actually call a boil down session, which is a very simple four-part process. Walk us through with what that is. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I use this more than anything in these uh, sort of messaging sessions. It's almost too simple to respect. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. It's really cool because it kind of gets cuts to the chase from an audience standpoint. Basically, I will draw, um, usually I'll draw these gigantic bubbles, eight feet wide, eight feet high, 
and I'll draw four of them. And one of them will say the big idea, okay? Then I'll have a box in the middle for the one that wins. The other one is, why should I care? This is from the audience standpoint. And then how are we going to make it happen? And then the last bubble is, what do they need to hear? Now, the reason I say they is, think about it, in a B2B sales environment, you might have seven or eight people that actually weigh in on a sale, right? So let's say you have an IT person. If that person doesn't hear about security, they're not going to listen to anything you have to say, right? And if you go down your seven people that are influencing something, you got to make sure you cover that. So those four bubbles, the big idea, why are we even sitting here? Why should I care? How are we going to get there? And what do they need to hear? That really covers the things that make a communication worth hearing, worth listening to, worth reading, wherever it is. So step one is understanding what the big idea is. Step two is why do you care about this big idea? Three is how are we actually going to do this? And step four, which I think I need some clarity on, it's it's what do they need to hear? I mean, I, I think you could successfully check off the first three boxes, the big idea, why do I care? How are we going to do it? But if the language to the people who need to hear it isn't right, then all that work for one, two, and three doesn't matter. That's right. And you know, sometimes in that fourth bubble, you're covering sensitivities that are not going to officially be in your message, but you darn well better cover that, right? In some cases, and, and I'm looking here, I actually have a, this is a picture of an actual facilitation I did for a large hotel company. It was it's for a change management initiative. And we have a few buckets here. We have kind of a matrix. You know, there's global sales, there's sales ops, there's Europe and, and so forth. But there was one part of the matrix here. They needed to understand that this group that was communicating this big change wasn't going to run roughshod over them. Mm-hmm. That this wasn't going to be a steam engine that was going to smash the European stakeholders, but that it was going to be collaborative, right? So you can't put in their official communication that the people in Europe are insecure, but you can play up the collaborative side. So I'm, I'm just using that as an example, but there's seven Because if you're audiences. worried about something exterior to the big idea, you don't even hear what the big idea is. You do not hear it. And let's say the, uh, you're the European group. Right. And you're like, here comes another steam engine from the US. Right. If you don't hear that it's collaborative, you're not going to listen to any of it. Right. You might be jaded. And right. a lot of our audiences are. So having that fourth bubble is a way to capture things that are really important officially or not officially. Well, it puts and that everything affects, in the right context, too. Right? Puts it in the right context. So it makes these things not a turnoff. I mean, how many times have you seen something that went over like a lead balloon, and you thought it was amazing. I mean, we've done things. We thought, that's the most beautiful thing we've ever done. And it was a turnoff because there was something in that fourth bubble. That was missing. Exactly. Or like, stated oh, wrongly. Yeah, or you're just another whatever, whatever. But yeah, wasn't stated, wasn't addressed, wasn't sensitive to. All right. Two good frameworks to think about. Boil down sessions and mind mapping. Michael, before we wrap, uh, any final comments on chunking the hard stuff? Well, you know, I think whether you use this boil-down session or mind mapping is less important than you do have a system to organize and chunk out complex information. If you do that and you do it in a thoughtful way, it, it's, it's amazing. Absolutely You, you capture amazing. the essential and remove the, the unessential. That's right. Exactly. All right. Good stuff. Michael, it's time for the weasel of the week. Remind the audience what a weasel is. Well, a weasel is communicating the perception of saying something significant without actually saying anything at all. <laughs> it is a weasel. All right. So what have We've you all got? done it. We've all done it. Uh, what have you got for us this week? 
Okay. I have one here, and I, I want to say it with the utmost sensitivity and respect. So, no judgment here. But I was a visitor at a church, and it's a actually a pretty fun church. It's very kind of new age and really different church. And I was sitting after the sermon, and we were guided to look around at the different sessions, training sessions this church was giving, you know, developing spirituality. It's really cool stuff, right? And I, <laughs> I hate that I'm looking for weasels of the week in a setting like that, but it just hit me. I was reading the signs, and then one of them said this, and my wife was going, what are you, what are you writing? <laughs> but this, this is exactly verbatim what was on the sign, diving systematically deep into the formless divine mother. Sign up here. <laughs> okay, I don't even know what I'm that like, means. man, that's, there's something nice and heavy there, but wow, I couldn't help it. Yeah. So, well, that's the weasel. That's the weasel yeah. of the week. All that's right. Bad. That's all the time we have for today. Stay tuned for episode six, Getting Out of Me Tooville. All right, Michael, before we go, where can people go? Should they have questions and contact you and learn more about your work? They can go to my website, simplemindinc.com, or just email me, michael.taylor at simplemindinc.com. All right. On behalf of my co-host, Michael Taylor, I am Tosh Nick. We'll see you next time on Slice Radio.